Welcome to session number one in our Tachlis Talks series on Shalom Bayis. Whether you call it Shalom Bayis or Shalom Bayit or Peace in the Home, our job over these next sessions will be to make your Shalom Bayit situation that much better. And if hopefully things are good, your marriage is A-OK, well, if you're a human or perhaps both of you are human beings, there's probably some room to make it even better. If, unfortunately, it's not always so okay, there are bumps in the road, it's a little bit rocky at times or even more often, well, we'll be looking for ways to help smooth those out to make the ride more comfortable and ultimately really, really enjoyable. Yes, really, it is doable in most cases. And we'll even have some discussion perhaps about when do I know it's not doable. But for the most part, If you're in this ride already, there's a good chance you can make the ride a healthier, safer, and ultimately enjoyable ride. Unlike our classic Tachos Talks podcast, this will not be Parsha of the Week driven, but rather topic driven. And what topics? Well, you help us choose. Send your suggestions or issues that you're facing or that your friend is facing, and we'll always be uh, fully anonymous and when we bring up cases on the air. But send issues to tachliscoaching at gmail.com, T-A-C-H-L-I-S coaching at gmail, and we'll incorporate issues that you bring up, hopefully, into upcoming podcasts that will air about every three to four weeks. Our classic Parsha podcast will continue, hopefully, but send your issues to us, again, tachliscoaching at gmail, and we will try to have them aired. If the issue you're facing really needs a faster response than our discussion on, on the air or a more intensive discussion, let me know about that and we will find a way to, to make that happen when you send the email. Shalom bayis. Peace in the home? Not necessarily the best translation. Shalom is more than peace. Peace is lack of strife, lack of war. There's a peace treaty currently between Egypt and Israel it doesn't mean that they're intensely bound up with each other and, and the greatest of allies. Hopefully we can get to that too. But it's just we're, we're comfortable that today neither of us is going to attack. Well, that's not shalom bias. Shalom bias doesn't mean that today nobody threw something at the other or that nobody threw strong negative terms at the other. And it doesn't mean that today we're... We're able to get past uh, a level of strife and tension. That's all so shallow and so basic. That's not yet shalom bias. Now, of course, we're going to focus on how to hopefully deal with issues like that, not not the the physical issues. If the physical issues, we need to talk about getting you know more serious in prevention. But we'll deal with how to get past the emotional difficulties and lack of trust and and. And, and tension and frustration. But the goal is far beyond just eliminating those problems. Far beyond that today I don't feel threatened. But the home should be a place of calm. It should feel comfortable. I should want to be there. Not just I don't feel threatened there. I should feel that I, that's where I'm secure and I want to be there within the environment of this other party that I call my spouse. And even in terms of the terminology, shalom relates to the word shalem. Shalem means complete. Everything's in sync. 
when we talk about peace, shalom, it's really more harmony. Everything's working together. It, we're, we're synthesized with each other. And if you take it further, shalom is ultimately one of God's names. When we greet people with shalom aleichem, we're really greeting them with may God be with you, or maybe we could put these terms together, may the source of all peace and harmony be with you. You should have peace and harmony because you should be blessed by the source of peace and harmony with peace and harmony. And God says, use my name. In fact, in ancient days, they used God's primary name. But use my name in greeting the other person because I want you to be bonded together. And that's just with a coworker, With your spouse, far beyond that. The notion of the sense of that connectivity and in another sense, a God connect because God says, when you are really, really operating as one, when you're in sync, I'm there as well. So there's a lot to shoot for. And of course, we have to eliminate the trouble along the way to get there, but we'll always be at the same time looking for ways to go beyond elimination of trouble, to be elevating and enhancing, so that, again, if there's strife, there's tension, knowing that there's room for this to be back like it felt under the chuppah. And I know for some that may seem so unrealistic. We have so many issues facing us right now that no way I can get back to that emotion and that sense of unity, that sense of bond, that sense of desire and attachment. But very good chance that there is. Don't give up hope. Set the sights high. Set the sights on shalom, meaning that sense of serene comfort and calm and contentment and enjoyment. That's what we're shooting for. And in fact... Step number one today, a tachlis step, as we're always trying to do, have some real practical step, would be to try to visualize that. Both by remembering in the past those moments when it was there, and it may be at your actual wedding, or some moment later on in the wedding when you really felt like we are one. Try to pull that back into the memory. And try to visualize a scene five years, ten years down the road, where you're back like that. Visualize yourselves in late, golden, comfortable retirement years together in the same type of emotion you felt back then. And again, this may not be easy if there are currently real issues and strife and and difficulties, but visualizing may help you realize that there is that potential. Our step number two, our our bigger tachlis takeaway for today, though, is going to be on another front. And that is, again, before we can get to those, hitting those high points of the great shalom harmony, we've got to eliminate the troubles. And again, when things are good, there's still room for the occasional bump, even in the best marriages. And I'd like to share, when one of my friends had come back uh, to me with years, 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 years back, that he had gleaned, if I'm remembering this correctly, from Rabbi Scheinberg, who was of, at that time the senior sages in Israel, had passed away at... Uh, I think for sure to clear to age 100, uh, probably about a decade ago. But um, Rabbi Scheinberg back then had shared with him with some guys who were at that stage just newly married or about to get married, and how important it is as a stress eliminator to avoid conflict that can often happen when you come home hungry. Now, this is going to sound so, so basic, and so almost petty, but it is so effective, and I have 
seen so many situations in which this turns out to be a factor that arguments start because people are stressed and part of the stress is because they are actually physically hungry. And coming home and having a snack before coming home and not a snack that's in defiance of your spouse. Like she's worried about your diet and you were defying that. That's not the right type of snack to have right now. But having something and a drink of water Often hydration is a big tool in eliminating what we think is hunger. But coming home, eliminating the hunger with some food, or even probably healthier, with some hydration, or even with the recognition that I'm hungry. So it's not that I'm angry at her. I'm just hungry. So I wait a minute, it's not fair to her that I'm hungry, or not fair to him that I'm thirsty. So let me channel the energy away from any negative tensions between us. I saw, it's in my mind right now, because just within the past week, it was fascinating to me. I saw quoted over from one of the students of Rabbi Strauss Lanter. Rabbi Strauss Lanter, founder of the Musser movement, the movement of heavy introspection on self-development. One of his primary students quoted over that he found that there's often tension in the home right before Shabbos. Now, there are mystical reasons for that, too. The failure of Adam and Eve and all the fallout from that happened right before the first Shabbos. But aside from that, he said, Friday afternoon is a time that in many circles, uh, kind of meals or get skipped or, or people haven't drunk. They're kind of off schedule. And it's fascinating. And it's not true of all society, but it's common in many circles that like Friday lunch, okay, what well, I'm going to have a big Shabbat dinner. I can kind of not pay attention to Friday lunch. And it's either that or just I haven't stopped to make sure I'm hydrated. I'm, I'm in a different routine than the rest of the week. And again, I'm expecting to have a big meal coming up. I'll drink over there, just not in my mind. And in being either hungry or not properly hydrated and therefore thinking that we're hungry, that adds to our tension. And this is being written uh, probably about 200 years ago uh, by a, uh, you know, a, a European rabbi who understood the psyche of his community. Well, human nature hasn't changed, and we can suffer that same outcome. And as such, tachlis step number two, so our tachlis step number one, uh, well, I'd really say really three steps, just the recognition of the concept of shalom, harmony rather than just peace. Tachlis step number two would be the visualization Visualize when you were in that state of harmony and visualize when you will be in that state of harmony once again. Just perceive yourself getting there and being there. And number three, avoid a stress that blocks that harmony and it makes it so difficult to be in sync with each other by trying to see to it that you either are not hungry or that you are able to acknowledge that that's what's happening and kind of detach any of the potential flashpoints that can be triggered by that. Our points for today are a reminder that we want to get incorporate questions that you have, issues that you're facing, concerns that you might have for the future. Um, again, even theoretical. Uh, send them to coaching at gmail, T-A-C-H-L-I-S, coaching at gmail.com. And we look forward to being able to share those in future Tahoe Talks podcasts.